What's up, pro wrestling fans? Welcome to this week's edition of Dork Side of the Ring. It's the podcast where your nerdy obsession with professional wrestling is not only tolerated, it is celebrated. I am Matt Marbury, and with me at the table, Adam Tollefson. Who wants to hear Zeke speak? <laughs> I wasn't watching that. <laughs> That's the new. That's the who wants to walk with Elias. <laughs> I like that. There's, um, you missed the lie detector test. <laughs> I did. With cable, fantastic. Shoosh. Yeah, I can't wait to hear about it's it. Pretty fun. Um, I would love it if somehow it comes out because I've seen these photoshopped images going around. Mm-hmm. Photoshops in quotes, folks. Um, I would love it if at the end of the day there really was. A younger brother, and this whole time it is two different guys. Yeah, that'd be great. It was a, it's a Hebner situation or something like that. Like, <laughs> yes. oh, that would be so Some fucking magic. cool. <laughs> oh, I would love that. Well, we thank you guys for joining us for another week of Dork Side of the Ring. Be sure to check us out on the social medias. We are at Dork Side OTR. Um, I put a couple couple things on the Instagram regarding the Windy City riot that we attended. Um, also, we're on Pro Wrestling Tees. Oh, yeah. Search Dorkside. That's the quickest way to get you there. And uh, we got two designs up there. More on that later. But as we sit down to the table for the 108th time, it is April 20th, 2022. What do you suppose Rob Van Dam's doing today? Uh, something <laughs> with trees. Yeah. Arbor uh, Day. <laughs> and Arbor, Michigan Day. Yeah. And. <laughs> On this day in pro wrestling history, 1895. Damn, way <laughs> back. Martin, the farmer Burns, defeats Evan Strangler Lewis, who was a Wisconsin guy, for the American heavyweight title in Chicago, Illinois. Martin the Farmer. Martin Farmer Burns. 1971, Jack Briscoe wins his second NWA Florida television title in Tampa Bay, Florida, defeating Terry Funk. It's crazy because, you know, 1971, we're now watching, you know, the 1998 Raws and Terry Funk's prominent force. Yeah. And he went for quite a while after that. It's just, it's. The man had a career. Yes. 1986, the AWA held Wrestle Rock 86 at the Metrodome in Minneapolis, Minnesota, with 22,000 fans attending. Some results Rick Martell and Harley Race fought to a double countout. Sherry Martell won a women's battle royal. Those Martells are really, uh, they're not related, are they? I don't think so. Coincidental? Um, AWA World Tag Team Champions Scott Hall and Kurt Henning defeated the Long Riders, which was Bill and Scott Irwin. Bill Irwin was the goon, right, in WWE? I think so, yeah. Uh, And AWA Champion Stan Hansen defeated Nick Bockwinkle by disqualification and retained his championship. 1988, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard defeated Lex Luger and Barry Windham. For the NWA World Tag Team titles in Jacksonville, Florida, after Wyndham turned on Luger, leaving him for dead, uh, Wyndham immediately joined the Four Horsemen, creating the most remembered version of that group, the one that would be inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2012. So that's Arn, Tully, Barry, and Rick, Rick. with uh, J.J. Dillon, of course, as the manager. It's not my horseman. What's your horseman? Mongo McMichael. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. That Jeff probably Jarrett. is. Jeff Jarrett. No. <clears throat> I don't know. I like Sid being in there sometimes. You know, um, people give the NWO a lot of shit, and rightfully so, but that four horsemen played pretty fast and loose with their members. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I don't think they ever expanded to where there was like too many of them. No. But they, they were always rotation. kicking guys out, yeah. bringing guys in. Yeah. We should look that up and see exactly how many people can lay claim to uh, being a member of the Horsemen. Bet you it's like 11. Think so? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's, that might be a good number. 1996, Jeff Jarrett defeats Jerry Lawler to win the USWA Unified World Heavyweight title in Memphis, Tennessee, ending Lawler's 22nd reign. 
We still got to get a total on those. I meant to do that this week, too. <laughs> when I put that little nugget in there, I was like, I'm going to jot that down. 1998 on WCW Monday Nitro from Colorado Springs, Colorado. Hollywood Hulk Hogan defeated the Macho Man Randy Savage to win the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. And this comes just one night after Savage defeated Sting to win that title at the Spring Stampede. So one Randy Savage transitional champion. I don't like it. Right over to Hogan. It's bullshit. Such bullshit. 1999. Former WWF Intercontinental Champion Rick Rude passes away at the age of 40 in his home in Alfreda, Georgia, from heart failure, believed to be a result of an overdose of steroids and GHB. Yikes. Yikes. Um, Rick, I mean, for, for only 40, like, I got, he was training for a comeback at this time in, for WCW. Okay. Um, obviously had a pretty good career. In the AWA, mm-hmm. so he spent eight years in WWF, another eight in WCW, had that Lloyd's of London thing, that insurance policy on his body. I think he had a back issue. Um, so, like, once you collect on that, you pretty much can't work for X amount of years because otherwise you're probably going to have to pay that money back. Right. It's like insurance fraud. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> the whole thing just reeks of insurance fraud anyways. You know right. Right. Um, same kind of thing got perfect, you know, where he, he lost some of his prime years. I mean, how old AJ styles right now? I would venture to say 42, 43, something like that. Yeah. Maybe even 45 going strong. Like Rick rude. You, it's weird thinking that he got cut down before his prime, but he really did. That's true. Uh, Plus guys just looked older back then. I love when that insurance stuff happens too. Like <laughs> a guy gets caught on the roof, like yeah. roofing. You're like, you're not even, what are you doing? Hauling up shingles? I wouldn't mind being one of the investigators that goes yes. to, to like old Ron down the street. It's been uh, trying to take us for a couple hundred grand. So what happens with Rick Rude? Like, what do you, <laughs> I just saw you on Nitro. What the hell do you think you're doing? Not I was in a that. suit. I, saw, I also <laughs> saw you on WWE the same night. <laughs> I was in a suit. I wasn't wrestling. <laughs> Oh, man, he'll be missed. 2004, Kaiji Mudo defeated Kensuke Sasaki to win the annual All Japan Pro Wrestling Champions Carnival Tournament in Tokyo, Japan. We just talked about that tournament when uh, Abdul the Butcher, I believe, won it Yeah, uh, a week ago. 2006, does the name Palmer Cannon ring a bell to you? No. Me neither. Uh, real name, Brian Malahat, a.k.a. Palmer Canyon, or Cannon, abruptly flew himself home. This is 2006, by the way. Okay. Uh, from WWE's European tour, citing harassment from Chris Benoit and John Bradshaw Layfield. What? Yeah. Specifically Shut comments up. about Malahat's deceased brother. Uh, a week later, he requested and was granted his release from WWE. Uh, his release kills a potential Palmer Cannon Mike Mizanin feud and delays Miz's in ring debut. Um, Miz does not make his debut for another five months. Wow. Huh. Wonder. That guy does not ring. I, don't get me wrong. I'm not watching in 2006. Yeah. But you still have enough of a finger on the pulse where you like, kind of know who guys are. Like, Yeah, especially now. But I guess if he never really did anything after, I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. 2007, Randy Orton was sent home from a WWE tour of Europe after the blame from after the blame for a trashed hotel room was placed on his shoulders. Oh, I thought you were going to say JBL and somebody else would awesome. make fun of his dad. Yeah. WWE announced at subsequent shows that Orton had taken ill and would not be appearing, so they covered his tracks. But <laughs> apparently, the Rand Man just trashed a hotel room. Yes. Yeah. Sick of Ramadas. That's how, that's how Probably couldn't he was. find a dealer in Europe. <laughs> What's his hash shit? Yeah. <laughs> the vape pen hadn't been invented yet. So <laughs> he was freaking out, man. Uh, 2011, TNA released Jay Lethal just three days after competing at the lockdown pay per view. He would land on his feet in Ring of Honor and have a pretty tremendous run in that company. Doing and, even better uh, now. Kind of, yeah. That's He's got his little stable now. Yeah, I like it. I do too. Birthdays, Adam. We got three of them. All right. Johnny the Bull. Does that ring a bell to you? 
Yeah, I think uh, I do. He's like later that. years of WCW. He he's one of the guys whose contract got bought up by WWE. Uh, full blooded Italians. Yeah, so that's insane. The Mama Luke's or whatever. Yes. Yeah, he's the big guy. Fifty nine. Forty five. <laughs> Seemed older. <laughs> uh, here's a kind of a young buck. Garrett Bischoff, Eric Bischoff's kid, worked some TNA. Are you familiar with him? Uh, I've heard the name. I don't know if I've ever seen him. I don't know if I have either. I looked him up. I feel like I, I feel I feel like I'm picturing Ric Flair's kid. Yes, for some totally. Reason. That's exactly what I was doing. Okay, um, let's go. David Flair. That's da- what popped yes. in my head. Yes, I'm picturing David Flair, but Garrett, somebody completely different. Uh, Forty four. 38. All right, should have went lower. Our boy, the most professional wrestler, Brian Myers. Hmm. I bet you Brian Myers is 38. 37. Okay. Okay. Yeah, pretty good on that one, though. It's now time for the Retro Raw Review. Alrighty, this is the April 20th, 1998 episode of Monday Night Raw. We are in the Nassau Coliseum in Long Island, New York. Uh, the show starts out with a video package detailing the events from the end of last week's show. Uh, and Michael Cole kind of reiterates, why, dude, why? Uh, this is also the go-home show to Unforgiven, the first ever Unforgiven. Right. So after JR and Michael Cole welcome us into the arena, they quickly throw to Kevin Kelly who's on location, he always gets these on-location assignments. He's a man he's at on Pillman's the street. house. He's a, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, but this time he's at the cemetery where Kane and the Undertaker's parents were laid to rest. And he says that they're going to break into the show if anything goes down here at the cemetery. Next, we get a segment of the Love Shack with Dude Love right on the stage. Basically, just a shitty um, hippie bus cutout couple uh, inflatable chairs, maybe a lava lamp on a table or something. Yeah, I feel like there's a lava lamp there. That's about it. Maybe a beanbag uh, chair. <laughs> perhaps. Um, Vince McMahon crashes the party immediately. He's upset because dude cost him a chance to embarrass Stone Cold Steve Austin last week. He had his hand behind his back. Uh, Vince finds dude love a paltry $5,000 and then walks off. Dude then says that the question on everyone's mind since last week was why? And this didn't really make a whole lot of sense to me. He said he did it for the chicks uh, when he was tag team champions. Dude was swimming in women. And apparently Austin just fell on some grenades for him. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, the, kind of the, uh, the long and short of it. But I don't know why you'd be mad at the guy for that. Right. Did you get anything else out of that? No, it was kind of weak He's and, just... and vague. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, we, I, I was out for peace, baby. I didn't know. I I'm a peaceful guy. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. I did it for the chicks. It's like, what? He, he wants Austin to grovel tonight and ask for forgiveness, and I'm still confused as to why, but uh, that segment's over. Match number one, it's Kama Mustafa versus Farouk, and it's a Long Island street fight. Slobber knocker right from the start, though, Adam. Kama's got a bat. Farouk's got a hammer. But then aside from the start and the finish to the match, very little weaponry was used, to be honest with you. It was a beer keg, too. It was a beer keg. Um, maybe a chair at some point. But either way, it was like in the very beginning, you had weaponry. And at the very end, you also had weaponry. But in the middle, it was a pretty solid just wrestling match. Yeah, it was a wrestling match. Not bad. Uh, finish of the match comes when Kama's going to hit Ron with the hammer. Or sorry, Farouk with the hammer. But Farouk struck first with the heel of his cowboy boot. And then nails him with a spine buster for the one, two, three. I, I did like how Michael Cole fucked up and called it the Dominator. Dominator, yeah. Dominator? <laughs> a, I like how Jim Ross is the one that's calling the correct moves. Right. Uh, real flip. From what this. a long time ago that was. <laughs> My, doing? how the tables have turned. <laughs> Do you think they're foreshadowing the APA here with uh, Farouk with a big beer keg? Does that maybe give him an idea? Perhaps. Ooh. And the cowboy boot. Well, like, yeah, I don't know. That's true. I didn't think about that, but yeah. Backstage, we got the New Age Outlaws. They are triple dog daring Triple H. 
basically to whip his dick out later in front of the WWE universe. The DX theme, man. Pee on it. And then he says, yeah, maybe you uh, (laughs) spray something or whatever. It's like a golden shower. I think Jim Ross has a golden shower. I don't know. Yeah, they said golden shower. This was weird. What the fuck? They're out right after the break. We find out that uh, at Unforgiven, it's going to be Triple H versus Owen Hart for the European Championship. The caveat is China is going to be suspended above the ring in a shark cage. I always like that. They cut a promo on Legion of Doom, uh, Owen, and Skanky. Oh, I mean, Sonny, before Triple H just like, he's wearing a, uh, like a duster mm-hmm. to conceal the fact that he has a giant super soaker that with the camera angle from behind looks like he's like beaten off and then spraying into the crowd. Yep. Yeah, he's hiding a water gun there. Also, they say something like, uh, I don't know if it was H or kid, but <laughs> rocking that D and rolling on X. Yeah. Like, that was a road dog, I that's, think. You're insinuating drug use. Yes, now. they are. It's <laughs> the attitude here, Adam. Get, oh, buckle up. Kid's going to shit in Sable's meal pretty soon with her bag. <laughs> that shit's real. <laughs> that's just shoot. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get a... Uh, so basically, Owen Hart and the LOD hit the stage. Sergeant Slaughter cuts him off, but he does make a match for later, six-man style. Match number two, we got the headbanger, Mosh, versus Dan the Beast Severin. Basically, it's a squash match just to talk about the fact that the Undertaker is minutes away from the cemetery. Severin wins it with an arm bar, and we learn that there is action at the cemetery. Undertaker shows up, but he just he starts roughing up Kevin Kelly. He's like, where'd they go? Yeah. Where are they? He doesn't, Kevin doesn't know anything. So Undertaker just takes off. Match number three, we got Goldust versus Bradshaw. Again, they spend the bulk of this match just hyping up the evening gown match at Unforgiven. Club Kamikaze hit the ring just when Bradshaw looked to have it won. They attack Bradshaw. So that match gets thrown out. And then we see Stone Cold Steve Austin has arrived to the arena. And it looks like he's heading straight to the ring. That was a fast, like, first half of Raw, too. Yeah, it moved quick. Even though there really was there's one match that didn't get tossed <laughs> pretty much, you know? Yeah, yeah. Warzone time. That kicks off with Austin cutting a promo on Dude Love and Vince McMahon. He thinks it's a conspiracy last week. The it's whole thing is a fucking conspiracy. Promises that tonight he's going to get his hands on both of those individuals. And then... You know, that paltry $5,000 that Vince find dude seems to make, seems to lean a little more to that conspiracy. Like, yeah, it's a very, very small slap on the wrist for what he did last it's been week. Vince and dude love all along. It was me all along, Austin. <laughs> Imagine the dude was under the, <laughs> under the hood. <laughs> yeah, daddy. Before the next match, we do see a hearse has pulled into the parking garage. We don't know who's in it at this point. Match number four is Two Cold Scorpio and Terry Funk versus the new Midnight Express. Non-title, those NWA tag team titles are not on the line. Why didn't they keep Flash Funk as Flash Funk? It's a missed opportunity, right? It is, Could but... Be like the Funks. At the same time, like, <laughs> it brings a bit of, like... I don't know, was Two Cold Scorpio in ECW before this or after this? I think before. So I kind of, I don't know, I kind of like that he's... Not in the flash. I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. It wasn't a good gimmick. No, it was a terrible gimmick. He looked like a pimp. Yeah. But they could have still called him Flash Funk, but he just could dress like he is now. Yeah. He's basically wearing a Terry Funk shirt, so what does it matter? Yeah. But yeah, call it the Funk and Funk Connection or something. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. (laughs) The Funk and Funkers. (laughs) This is the Attitude Era. Oh, man. So, I, I saw it in my notes. I'm like, I do love that we are seeing... Terry Funk and Scorpio in the WWF without those other gimmicks. And I guess it was everything I've ever heard or read. It was that Terry Funk is the one that wanted to do the chainsaw Charlie gimmick. Okay. And they basically did everything they could to let us know that that was Terry Funk. Like they never shied away from it. No, even as far as going to like before the show, they would show him and like Mick Foley in the ring, like talking over a match. And he's obviously just, obviously he doesn't have the stocking over his head at that point. Or right. Whatever, so yeah, Totally. I don't know. Um, Scorpio hits the 450, scores the win. I did like Jim Cornette on commentary. He's always good. Yep. Uh, Severn starts to attack two cold Scorpio, but Terry tosses a chair into the ring, and it just kind of clears out the uh, the heels there. After that, Michael Cole welcomes Sable to the ring. 
She's in a dazzling blue evening gown, Adam, and says that as long as she gets her hands on Luna, she doesn't care if every stitch of clothing is torn from her body. That's right. She doesn't care if she's wearing anything or nothing at all. Yeah, she's uh, trying to pump up some pay-per-view vibes, I assume. Oh, yeah. Also, is this the first time ever that fans are really hoping that their favorite wrestler loses this match? Mm. You know? Yeah. Because you want to see Probably. her strip down to nothing, right? Yeah, <laughs> That's a think weird, so. It's a very weird dichotomy. You're going to be rooting for Luna Vachon to win. True. So you can see Sable. Hmm. I don't know. Then we see it was Paul Bearer and Kane who arrived in the hearse uh, before going backstage where Michael Cole is uh, asking Vince McMahon about the conspiracy allegations that Austin threw out there earlier. Vince said that Steve has been watching too many Oliver Stone movies. So what had come out at this time? JFK? I thought that was earlier. JFK would have. Yeah, but. Think about Vince McMahon. <laughs> JFK probably came out in like 92. He just found out who Oliver Stone was <laughs> yeah. that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, Born on the 4th of July, you say. He's uh, He says he's ready if Austin wants to get physical. He's he's ready for it. Match number five, it is that six-man tag. We got the Road Dog, Billy Gunn, and Triple H versus Owen Hart and the LOD 2000 with Sonny. All of these guys are going to meet one another at Unforgiven for their respective championships. And this was a pretty good match with pretty surprisingly fun. very low amounts of fuckery from the outside. Yeah. Considering you had China, Kid, and Sonny all out there. Now, it played into the finish, of right, course. Until the end, yeah. But for for it was a solid solid match that took up a little bit of time. The end comes, China grabs up Sonny, starting to head up the ramp with her. Hawk's distracted by this. Owen Hart and Triple H are like battling on the outside. The referee's kind of distracted by that. And then X-Pac slides into the ring, waffles Animal with a chair, and then Billy Gunn hits a pile driver on him for the win. I think that was the sequence. That's the sequence. Before the next break, we see Kane and Paul Bearer removing two giant dirty pine boxes out of the surface. I didn't realize you could fit two in there. I didn't either. They're pretty big boxes, <laughs> they too. They're not tiny. They made it work. Rolled out a couple of <laughs> muddy caskets. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we, so we're to presume that they have exhumed the parents of Undertaker and Kane. Um, they come out. Bearer says that Undertaker wasn't able to attend the funeral. So he brought the mountain to Mohammed, so to speak. That's right. How thoughtful of him. <laughs> yeah, very nice. Uh, Undertaker's gong hits. He comes through the crowd. So they got both of these caskets up on the stage. And as soon as Undertaker starts coming up from the crowd, Paul Bear's like, get the ladder fluid, Kane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kane starts dousing one of the coffins with, it's not even a coffin. It's just a pine box. Um with gasoline, and uh, he ignites that one. <laughs> yeah, lights that one right up. That thing is cooking, and Undertaker heads up the ramp. Kane choke slams him through the other one, and Paul Bear is like, you're resting with your dead mama. And yeah, like, and then they just take up? off. And the camera gets a real closer look, and we see bones and dirt and worms. Dirt and worms, and it's cheesy, but it's also very disturbing. Yeah. Pretty cool visual, too, of, like, the one burning and the other one, you know. That fucking thing is burning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Taker getting choke slammed through the other one. Yeah. After that, Vince heads to the ringside area, takes a seat at the commentary table for match number six. It's Steve Blackman versus Dude Love. Vince is so good on, like, this color side of the commentary. You know, he's always done the play-by-play. Right. And was good at that, too, but kind of notably hokey where he wouldn't really... What a maneuver! You know, yeah. there's a lot of that kind of stuff. Right. When he's trying to tell a story and, like, get a point across, because at this point, he knows exactly what he wants to say, and it's not, like, it's not the shit that we get now from him. You know what I mean? Right. Um. Yeah, it's very well done. It's Cause, so well cause done. he's the one that came up with it, so he's like, you let me do it. And he's firing on all cylinders. Yeah. Like, this oh, is, yeah. Prime, I, I was like, God, this McMahon. is so good hearing him on there. Uh, he says that he guarantees we're going to see something catastrophic at Unforgiven. And he also says that he's going to be at ringside on Sunday for the WWF championship match between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Dude Love. They bring up Earl Hebner being the, the official for the match, which that plays more into like the whole conspiracy theory. Thing, sure. 
Uh, Dude Love got Blackman in the abdominal stretch. And then the bell rang. Tim White never called for it. Yeah, for no reason. So there's some confusion there. And then Blackman heads to the outside and like roughs up Mark Eaton, who's the timekeeper. Mm-hmm. We've seen him get roughed up by Kane before, not that long ago. And I thought <laughs> I thought Austin was sitting next to Mark Eaton in a wig. Like there is a fucking dude <laughs> that I was like, well, there he is. Like we're just waiting. I thought for sure Vin, Jim Ross in one second was going to be like, wait a minute. Who's that? That guy looks familiar or something. <laughs> There's a dude in a long wig that I swear to God could pass for Stone Cold Steve Austin. Wow. I and it. I was like, well, here it comes. Here it comes. No, all of a sudden Austin just comes running down the ramp. Yeah. Um, Vin, He runs right towards Vince McMahon. Vince takes a hell of a bump. Like Austin just kind of like tosses him onto the, how do, how do you describe that? It's not a body slam. He basically picks him up and like throws him. He lands on his back on the outside. Yeah. yeah Dude starts. Overhead toss. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Dude Love starts wailing away on Austin. Uh, Vince is in the ring, flanked by Patterson and Briscoe. Steve gets in the ring, drops both of the Stooges with a stunner. But Dude's back before he can get to McMahon, who just kind of casually powders up the ramp with Sergeant Slaughter. The last shot of the show is Steve heading up the ramp, and we are heading to Unforgiven. Sign of the times. It was a little slim pickings this week. Got a couple. What you got? Uh, Spice Girls need China. Ooh, I like it. Timely. I, I like it. Kane was my dentist. Like it. <laughs> Scott Hall and me are in rehab. Oh, I did not see that. Fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, you know, I like a good acronym, especially when it's done well. It was the NWO, and it said Nash wants out. <laughs> oh, I like it. Uh, Playing also, off of what Kid said last yeah. week. Yeah. You got any more? Uh, nips. Just nips? Just nips. What about Bischoff rapes chickens? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> the BRC, isn't that uh, Regal's new faction? <laughs> I just love the guy that's like, I, I, I just, sometimes I try to put myself in the mind of the guy that's going to, you know, put Sharpie to cart to uh, oh, me too. poster board. And I'm like, that's what you went with, that's, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Check it out, dude. You know, he showed somebody beforehand. Someone laughed and went, yup, that's it. <laughs> Fantastic. You got any more? No. All right. Next up, it's time to go into the dorkness. It's a news segment. It's the part of the show where we talk about what's coming your way in the world of wrestling figures and collectibles. We also discuss any items that have recently made their way into our personal collections. Slow week of figure news. I don't know if you've seen a bunch of stuff out there, but I certainly have not. I don't think so. Um, I did see like forever collectibles. They keep throwing out these bobbleheads. This is another one in that legends line, I guess. Um, really nice looking million dollar man. Ted, DiBiase. Oh, yeah. did you see that? I did see that. That did look good. Looks fantastic. That's up for pre-order limited to 720 pieces. I think it's 50 or 60 bucks. Uh, I think that's the price point. I'm not a hundred percent, but you know, it's in that ballpark mm-hmm. and those things always look really nice. And for the most part, they sell out. Now, the 720 is a little more than they normally do. Yeah. Um, You know, usually it's in like the 300 to 500 range, but hell, I don't know. Um, And a quick reminder that we do have two shirt designs up on Pro Wrestling Tees. Uh, Just search Dorkside. I said that earlier. It's one word for Dorkside. Um, And we're going to shout you out on the show if you purchase a T-shirt. Yeah. Um, So for the first round, Adam Tolleson bought two shirts. Oh, yeah. Gonna I bought. Mark, gonna I, mark those ba- bad boys up. <laughs> See me in the streets, they're 40. <laughs> I, had buy, I had to buy two as well. Um, yep, Matt Marbury with two shirts. Nate McGinnis, shout out to Miyagi. He bought yes. a shirt. High Five Tom, our good buddy, High Five Tom. We ran into him at Windy City Riot. Oh, yeah. He bought a shirt. Antonio Castillo bought two shirts. Nice, Antoine. Thank you. Paula Nicholson, three shirts. All right. And Monica Corny, two shirts. Now, full transparency, those last two are two ladies I work with that I basically just guilted into uh, mm. purchasing T-shirts. But <laughs> I didn't tell them they had to buy multiples. They yeah. just, that was pretty nice. That's on them. So, yeah, shout out to all those guys. New arrivals. 
Anything? Well, I got the Green Trunks Retro Macho Man. Oh, you did? I did. Nice. So all I got left is JYD. I got Diesel. Oh, that's right. You got Diesel. Yeah. Uh, JYD and Roman. Okay. That's all I need. All you need to do is like tell me where you want to be at on both of those. Mm-hmm. And if I see one at or under that, I'll scoop it up. I see those. There was a Roman I saw not long ago that went pretty decent, like 70 bucks. I don't know if you're loose. I think it was on card. Yeah, I went loose. I know, but what are you looking to pay for a Lucy? I don't know, dude. <laughs> All right. When it gets down to like the last one or two, at a certain point, <laughs> you just got to be like, you know what? What's 20 bucks? Oh, I know. You know what I mean? Like, but then I have the same dilemma that you're in. I'm like, well, I got it in on card, but now I can't open it until I can find the Lucy because I don't want to open it because it's mint on card. It's true. You know? It's well, thing. the only one I really feel that, I guess Roman. Roman, JYD, and probably the Diesel. Those are like the three... Those are the three hotness, right. you know what I mean, that I would that I have a hard time cracking open. Part of it's because you know that there are people out there looking for mm-hmm. a mint on card. Mm-hmm. And you just hate to you hate to just be like, well, there's one less of these in the world. Exactly. <laughs> That's my dilemma. Yeah. Um, I did not get a whole lot. Uh, we both got eight by tens signed by Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay and Jay White. Those are yours. Switchblade. Um, oh, I got that lunchbox that's sitting right next to you. The oh, NWO nice. for, for, for Life. We got Scott Hall, Hulk Hogan, and Kevin Nash on there. That was at Walmart for like 10 bucks, which was very nice. Yeah, that's cool. I keep waiting to see. There's a three-pack of Funkos that are supposed to show up there with the NWO. Those aren't out around here yet? I have not seen them. Some yeah. people are getting their pre-orders. I have the absolute worst luck with pre-orders. I just got another notification today. That uh, canceled? No, not a cancel, but a it will be a cancel, like postpone. Mark my words, it will definitely be a cancel. But it was the <laughs> I don't even know why I got this figure. It is the Hollywood uh, Andre the Giant as <laughs> Sasquatch from the oh, $6 yeah. million from the $6, man. Yeah. It doesn't look anything like them. I was like, it's one of those things where <laughs> you see that pre-order link go up, and sometimes I just click it. It's a funky one. Looks, it's fun. It's know? fun, but it, <laughs> I don't know what I'd ever do with it. Like, <laughs> so when that thing inevitably gets canceled, I won't be too worried about it. Also, um, I mentioned it on the show last week that uh, our buddy Deathmatch Jake had that Will Osprey Super Seven. Oh yeah, and we were gonna be. We had bought tickets to the meet and greet for Jay White and Osprey, and in a timely fashion, uh, Jake even delivered it to work for me the day before we left. Mm-hmm. And we'll get into we'll get into the whole getting it signed business um, in the stew segment. But I did get it signed, bam! And it looks pretty nice, and I'm very happy to have it. I'm trying to think if there's I don't think there's literally anything else. I bought a blaster of uh, Top's Finest. I wish I wouldn't have. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those things, especially when, um, well, my problem is if you get a hit in there, it's going to be probably pretty nice. But the problem is there's not a guaranteed hit in there. Mm -hmm. And it's like I pass on the women's division cards because I'm like not that into it. But at the same time, you're guaranteed a hit in the blaster of the women's division cards. And the same price. Um, I mean, you're not guaranteed an auto. It could be a, it could be just like a relic, you know, like a shirt relic or matte relic mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but the last one of those, I I hit a Liv Morgan relic or autograph. And that probably paid for the twenty dollar blaster. Gotcha. My, uh, I don't even think I got a like a parallel or anything. <laughs> Plus, like the finest, they're nice cards. Oh, I did. I had a couple refractors or something like that, but. I don't. I don't know if it's what they make them out of her, but they always have this weird bend to them. I don't like. Um, What's a parallel? So a parallel. Okay, let me show you. So I got. Okay, so see this Lacey Evans. Same, same card, okay? different background. Yeah. So that Lacey Evans. Uh, that's a base card. This would be like the refractor parallel. Okay. Of that card, and you know it might go for like three dollars. I don't know. Sure. In fact, these cards also. You open a pack of these, and there's only four fucking cards in a pack. Mm. How many do you get weird? in a blaster? Maybe seven packs. Okay. So this was a blaster. 
This whole this short stack I have in my hand that's probably three quarters of an inch thick is a blaster of fine tops finest. Um, this would be the equivalent. This is like the blaster of the women's division, mm. save for the Liv Morgan and the uh, I think I had an Indy Hartwell like die cut card or something out of that I pulled out of that. But yeah, so. It's definitely more bang for your buck, but if you, like I said, if you hit you're good. a top's finest Roman Reigns one of ten autograph or something like that's oh that's big good you big know what payoff I mean? yeah yeah it's decent at least, um, but yeah so other than that not a whole lot for me. I heard that some of the brawlers that we have on pre order have shipped. Sweet, um, I think I had shipping notification for Talking Shop maybe. Yeah, did you get that too? No. I thought I saw that. I saw that on the internet. <laughs> but you would have. I just, I just saw someone post. Hey, okay. the talking shop ones gotcha. just shipped or are starting to. Ship I heard something bull- like that. I saw there was a video with Chris Castro with the bulldog too. So that's got to be Ooh. shipping anytime now too. Sweet. I don't know. Uh, other than that, yeah. Hopefully we got some more stuff next week. I it felt weird not having at least four <laughs> or five things to talk about. I don't know. <laughs> it was Easter, guys. Leave me alone. <laughs> The Wrestling Stew is where we can discuss anything that has hit our wrestling radar since last week. Television, podcast, Twitter, all ingredients are welcome in the Wrestling Stew. I've never seen a fellow yet when you got the thing properly applied that you couldn't uh, make his eyeballs bloodshot for maybe sometimes five or six weeks or so with the red you want to chat about well what kind of stew you want to sip on we can you talk, sip stew we can you can yeah cup of soup <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh dust match jake <laughs> go ahead you're gonna have recommendation to take the lead, <laughs> take the lead so, on this one he said it was on new japan strong <clears throat> i thought yeah i didn't see it right um so when i went to go look for it i saw that on the new japan world site that it was a single match from multiverse of matches the impact pay-per-view oh so it was on there it was on there oh full so maybe you were looking for new japan strong and that's why you couldn't find it maybe i didn't look for it yeah (laughs) (laughs) maybe that's true it was a busy week it was i want to hear about it though because you watched the multiverse of matches yeah right it was a great match um alex shelley versus jay white is what we're talking about uh, right. Or was it Chris Saban? Sure. Yeah, it was Jesus. one of those one of those mitten headed fucks. I think it was Shelley. It was no, it was Saban. It was Saban. Yeah. Yeah, we've done Deathmatch Jake a disservice this week. Yes, we have. After he did me a great service last week, really shitting on everything, God screwing up. Well, do you, are you going to go back and watch it? Cause it's pretty good. <clears throat> Is it? But um, you just I saw may. a live Jay White match too, dude. I did. It was it was that whole okay so. Well, do you want to talk about that match or not? The the uh, Chris Saban match. It's good. It's just good. It's really good. Um, let's just fast forward. Okay. To New Japan, Windy City Riot in Chicago. Yes. Uh, pretty. I heard that, uh, and I haven't tried. I haven't attempted to watch it, but I heard the feed was not very good on fight. Like heard it kept that going too. out. And I think they're putting the show up on New Japan World on May 5th, maybe. And they said that they will, you know, once they get a polished version of the show, they're going to put it up on Fight as well as like a make right. Oh, cool. I would assume if it was that bad, though, they would be issuing some refunds and stuff like that. But I don't know. I haven't right. heard anything on that front. Um, so, yeah, if you watched the show on Fight and you were disappointed, I have to say that the actual show itself, when you were in the building, was a new Japan pro wrestling show. It was very fun. It built, you know, you had those tag matches in the beginning and then, um, about the halfway point, it really started to kick off with, uh, you know, you had that big, that big, what was it? 12 man tag where you had the bullet club. Yes. Versus United empire. Scott fucking Norton in there. Scott Norton. (laughs) It was like, that was so cool to see. Um, the street fight with, uh, was it Finn Juice and why can't I think of it? 
Uh, Jonah? No. Um, yeah, who is with, who is with Finn Juice? Brody? <laughs> I should have looked this up. Uh, no, he isn't. God damn it. <laughs> there was chaos the entire time. Our whole and I'm section, not talking about the faction. Our whole section um, got wiped out completely twice. Yeah, by Finn Juice. <laughs> by Finn Juice one time for sure. Yeah. Um, and then by Moxley and Osprey the second time. Yeah, I wonder if we shouldn't go back to like the beginning. So we we pull up to this place, and I guess it's like a it's a place that's what was it called like the Odium or something like that. I guess mm-hmm. it's like the last. It the per, the place is permanently closing next month, and like they're selling seats. They're selling like, hey, do you want a basketball hoop? We can sell. everything must go. <laughs> everything must go. Um, so we get there. And there's already a, there's a pretty decent sized line forming like it goes across the whole front of the building and then like On the halfway side. around the side of the building, and we park like in the very front row, and like I don't know we have a beer and then we get out and we get in this line we have our meet and greet tickets, and everything was pretty much coming up aces for us. We talked about this yeah. several times during the oh, night. That's great. But, um, we're told that like the one line is for both the meet and greet and entry to the venue. And I'm like, well, that just doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense to me because how many meet and greet tickets were sold? You know, I don't, I don't really know. Yeah. Um, but the line does start moving after we stand there a few minutes and then we get up to where we're getting close to the doors. And at that point, finally, one of the guys says, and this is after I asked another guy, mm-hmm. I said, is this one line for everything or is there a separate meet and greet line? He goes, one line for everything. That's his <laughs> fucking quote. Yeah, exact word. All of a sudden, now they're trying to like get people to move to the side because there is traffic coming through. And he's like, form two lines. And I go, why are we forming two lines? And he's like, meet and greet line and then entry line. I was like, you son of a bitch. So then there were some guys behind us that we knew also had meet and greet. And I'm like, second line for meet and greet. So we kind of go up there. And we were hoping that when we purchased the the meet and greet tickets for uh, Jay White and Will Ospreay, we're hoping that 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 other wrestlers also have tables set up. But this was going to be like our end to kind of like, Cut those lines almost. You know what I mean? Like if you can get in there for that. Then maybe you can walk around to the other people. Before they have 50 people in line. Right. Was not the case. Nope. Um, You walk in just like you would walk in the venue and it was a very, very narrow like concourse. Yeah. And the first thing you do is you got in line for Jay White and he has basically just a real, real simple bullet club backdrop. We'll Mm -hmm. post these pictures. I haven't posted them yet. Yeah. Um. And also, we only purchased one ticket for each meet and greet. Because, again, I'm just kind of trying to get us in the room. Yeah. Um, Thinking at worst, we can split off and just each take a guy. At worst, I'll ship you, yeah, the the Jay White thing and I'll take the Osprey thing, whatever. Um, It becomes pretty apparent that it's not ran really well. Like, they... I don't know. They just didn't know. So shout out to Vic uh, Capri running the Jay White meet and greet. Yes. Um, hand, him, hand him our tickets. And we both, it did say in the thing, like you could have two people in the picture. So I'm right. like, that should be fine. Um, Jay White's very cool. It's, I mean, they're, it's, they're getting you in and getting you out. But, yeah, it's, you know, but how's it going? You know, what's your names? Yeah. Thanks for coming to the show kind of thing, you know. Yeah, he's cool. And takes takes a nice picture with us, hands us each an autograph, pre-autographed 8x10. Like, oh, they yeah. stacked. Um, so I'm already like, all right, you know, basically we just both got a meet and greet for 1250 <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. And then it's getting in the line with Osprey. That line was a little bit longer. And it's about, we're about halfway through that line. When we get informed that he's not signing, he's not signing yeah, personal you, items. You just get the pre-autographed eight by ten. That he's he's got the stack, and I'm like, I already fucking got this figure. Like, I'm at least gonna try. And like, yeah. I tell Adam, like, I'm gonna have this thing as ready to go as I possibly can. Like, paint pen out, and I'm just gonna ask him. There was another guy um, that's in the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast group, and I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, but he had the figure in hand and he goes, dude, it, um, he paid to have it overnight. That's him. right. And the, yeah, he's, he tells me he's like, 
he had to pay like $75 to get it overnighted to him. Right. And he's like, I'm in for like 140 for this figure already. And like a bunch of it's shipping and sure. And he's like, I'm going to ask. I'm like, I'm going to ask too. Mm -hmm. And sure enough, we get up to Osprey and I'm like, I know you're not supposed to, but I would really appreciate it. And he's like, Oh, I don't give a fuck. He just like grabs my <laughs> pen. He goes a nice, big, awesome signature on there. He's like, basically made it sound like that's their fucking, they're saying that I'll fucking sign whatever you got kind of thing. <laughs> um, awesome dude. Yeah. He's great in and out of there quickly. Um, but then they kick you right out. Yeah. Then you got to go back out and wait in line. <laughs> yeah. Then you have to get in that first line that we talked about that now after me and Adam went to the car and grabbed another beer, uh, is now like wrapping around. I didn't realize how big it was I at didn't first. Either. So we're just like chilling in the car. The front of the car is facing the line, and it's like the first, like around the first corner where we kind of where we got into originally. And we're just like scanning the line, and, and we see our buddy High Five, Tom, High Five Tom, mm-hmm. and he's down there a little ways, and. As the line kind of starts shuffling, I'm like, I'm going to take a picture and send it to him, like, of me watching him kind of thing. Yeah. But, like, right as I ask Adam, should I do it? He's like, yes, you should. Tom looks over. He sees us. And he's like, holy shit. He comes over and starts talking. And that's when I first, like, stood up and looked and noticed that this line is wrapping completely around this parking lot that's, like, the size of a football field. Like, yeah. It is fucking a few city huge. blocks now at this point. There's probably 2,000 people in this line. Yeah. And I'm like, Adam, we, we just got to walk back to the line. Because Tom got out of line. His buddy Joshua was still in line. Yep. Tom kind of got out of line to come over to the car to say hi. And I'm like, we got to hop in line with Tom. Like, this is, this is going to save us a half an hour. We have to yeah. do this. Um, so we did that. Got in pretty quickly. I also, didn't realize it was that long until we got up to the doors. It and was I turned so around. I was like, long. "Oh shit!" Like, it was whoa. so long. Yeah, it was, it was a lot. Um, but yeah, the freaking so thanks, Tom. Thanks, big thanks. Um, yeah, so we got inside perfect time. We saw the dark match, which is Wheeler Yuta and Rocky Romero versus. Uh, it says the DKC and Kevin Knight. I don't know who that is. Do you? The DKC. Yeah. Uh. No, we don't know. No. Uh, match number two, the factory, which was QT Marshall, Aaron Solo, and Nick Camarado. They defeated the LA Dojo, which is Carl Fredericks, Yuya Yurimura, and then Clark Connors. I wasn't very familiar with Clark Connors. Uh, definitely knew the other guys. There was that Team Filthy tag. Um, oh, Tom Lawler defeated Yuji Nagata. Um Singles match for the strong open weight championship that Tom Lawler holds. That was like 15 minutes, good, solid match. Yeah, I that was definitely good. dug that. And then, yeah, it was that United Empire match, which was Aaron Hanare, Great O'Conn, Jeff Cobb, TJP, Mark Davis, and Kyle Fletcher defeated the Bullet Club, which was Chris Bay, El Fantasmo, Carl Anderson, Doc Gallows, Scott Norton. I was surprised that those guys lost. To I was be too. With you. I was too. Um, then it was that Chicago street fight. I mean, this is when things really started to pick up for me. Finn Juice, David Finley, and Juice Robinson, and Brody King. It was that's Brody right. King. They defeated um, Shane Haste, who is Shane Thorne, I think, in NXT. Okay. Who's um, one of those TM61 guys, I believe. Remember okay. those guys? Yeah. Um, Jonah and Bad Dude Tito. Yes. Chicago street fight. That went to like 20-some minutes. <laughs> Our section got completely wiped out, and I, I don't have video of that happening. I do have video of an awesome altercation that happened in our section later on the night. Yes. I do have some still photos of, like, juice laying there. <laughs> it was awesome. I got it was video so of that fucking fun. Then it's the uh, Jay White US of J Open Challenge. That's right. And before this happens, we're talking to the guys in our section, you know, who do you think it's going to be? Who do you think it's going to be? You know, Colt Cabana's name's getting thrown around. Mm-hmm. Um, Chicago and whatnot. One guy says, I think it's going to be Daniel Bryan. And I'm like, what? And he goes, think about it. The whole Blackpool Combat Club would be here then. Yes. Because Wheeler was in the dark match. We got Mox in the main event. And the, another guy's like, no way. Like, they would want to promote that. But at the same time, Danielson doesn't seem to be that interested in that kind of stuff. Like, he likes to wrestle. I don't think it would yeah. matter. Um, 
But what ends up happening is so that this made what ne- what happens next even more crazy because Jay White comes out <laughs> and then they go to like a video package like who's it going to be who's it going to be and, and Mox John is Mox, on the yeah. on the uh, jumbotron if you Mox will <laughs> walks up and he's like all right shooter time to show him what you got or something like that and like you see this guy stand up and it's uh what's his name it's it's Shota Yumino he is Red Shoes Uno's son. son who was a young lion. He's been on excursion. He's done some stuff with Moxley in New Japan. Like okay. Moxley kind of took him under his wing. So it made, it made complete sense. But for a split second, <laughs> I was like, like holy, holy shit, this is going to be awesome. Um, Still a very good match. Yeah, it was fine, but it was kind of a letdown after what I <laughs> right. thought it could yeah, be. You hyped yourself up. It was up. good. Then we got Ishii who defeated Minoru Suzuki. With a devastating fucking brain buster. Like, that match was awesome. That, that match had to was awesome. go like almost 20 minutes, too. Yeah, for sure. I love that. Uh, God, at one point I thought Suzuki was like, oh my God, he might be done. It was like a lariat or something. They kicked out at one. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> they had like a chair battle on the outside. Yes. Beat the they, shit out of each other. They were going so hard. Several times in the match, they would just trade blows. And it was just like, oh my God. Strong style. It was strong style. So good. To the 10th degree. Then the main event, John Moxley versus Will Ospreay did not disappoint. That was great, too. So we know Moxley's going to come through the crowd, but where is he going to come from, you know? And it's like (laughs) this huge buildup. Turns out it looked like he was going to come, like, we were in, like, this triangle section. Um, We were fifth row. Like, it was spot. It couldn't have been better, to be honest with you. Awesome. Turns out Moxie comes out from like basically the concession stand and walks right to our section. Looks like he's going to come one way and then kind of goes the other way. And him and Will Ospreay just start throwing blows immediately four feet away from us. Yep. And we both have like Mox got thrown into both of us, cleared out all those chairs. <laughs> like it, it was just fucking gnarly. We had the best section. It was so fun. And how cool is that? Like showing those videos to people at Easter the next day. Like, what would you do last night? Oh, check this <laughs> Look out. At this. Like, yeah. Um, at one point, Osprey uh, jumps off the top turnbuckle over the barricade, uh, gives an elbow drop to Moxley in like the first f- front row. That was pretty gnarly. I was watching that back on like Twitter. And then Mox uh, gave a curb stomp yes. to Osprey, too. Did you see that, Twitter? No. Uh, Will said something like, like, fuck, I was going to uh, <laughs> get beat by your friend's pussy-ass finish. Yes, <laughs> like that wanker's finisher. Yeah. <laughs> we glossed over something big. At the end of that Suzuki Ishii match. Oh, yeah. Fucking Eddie, Eddie Kingston's Kingston. music hits, and he comes out, and he cuts a promo. He wants Ishii at, in the, D, in, at in the next DC. show. At yeah, they're doing right? a lot of setup for this DC yes. show, but... Oh my god, that was fucking cool, dude. That was so cool. I had a blast. It was an absolute blast of a time for me. Oh, it was awesome. What else we got? Dynamite was pretty good. Um, Punk and Penta kicked things off. That match was solid. Oh, I loved it. So uh, did Punk-, Punk catches Penta off the rope and hits him with the GTS at the end? Yeah, like, damn man, Penta's no small small catch. There no. was another botch in it earlier in well, that match, but what? It looked like Punk was going for a superplex and his foot slipped off the rope. And then it like either he really played into that or he was really banged up. I I could not really tell. With the knee? Yeah. yeah. I wondered I wondered too. I was like, Because going know. back and watching the that spot, like you couldn't plan that. Like he slipped and it was a very awkward landing. Yeah, I thought he hurt himself for real. But then he caught him later, so I was like, uh, but he might just be powering through too. Who knows, man? Um, Jurassic Express defeated Red Dragon to retain. Oh, Sean Dean beat MJF for oh, the that's second right. time. Count out, right? Yeah, first ever count out in AEW history. No shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't. I didn't know that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah right. Um, yeah, Wardlow basically just chased off Max, and that's why he got the count out win. Six man tag: uh, Kingston, Santana, Ortiz versus Jericho Appreciation Society. I didn't love it as much as I thought I would, but it was okay. Yeah, it's not the end. It's just pushing it along, you know, pushing that feud further. Samoa Joe versus Minoru Suzuki. 
It's fucking awesome. Oh, that was so great. So great. Samoa Joe takes the Ring of Honor Television Championship, wins it with the Muscle Buster. Again, we talked about that last week, but I like to see that back. uh, The whole reason it was banned broke Tyson Kidd's neck with it. Oh, that's right. And it's fluky, but, like, I get it. Mm. After you, after you, like almost end a guy's life, let alone his career. Yeah, but you think they're, uh, you think they're banning the what did um, Ridge Holland just do to <laughs> Big E not too long ago? That was just like well, a, it was like a German on the outside, but it just didn't rotate properly or something. I don't know. Yeah, they'll let Brock do it. I'm sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It, it was. Oh god, uh, Joe's chest was freaking hamburger. Hamburger. That was awesome. Um. What about the ending? Well, when uh, Jay Lethal attacked yeah. Samoa Joe, and mm-hmm. then he okay. So then, um, then the lights go out. <laughs> yeah, Satnam Singh. Sure, he's huge. I don't know who he is, but he's huge. Okay, so he's a basketball I, player, right? <laughs> former. Okay. Not only that, the crowd shit on it pretty good. Well, I just think they didn't know who he was either. Oh well. I mean, I get Should it. We? I get it. It's a wrestling audience, but they were in Houston, Texas, or whatever. Or no, they were in Dallas. Mm-hmm. They're right outside of Dallas. the The motherfucker played five years for the Dallas Mavericks. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There should have been a little more. Uh... Been, if and that's why I think they probably did it there because it's like, yeah. if you're gonna get the pop, you're gonna right. get it there. Hometown man. No, no, they didn't give a fuck. No, it was quiet. It was weird. It was a we don't know you chance. Yeah, and I was like, is Damn. this fucking the wish version of Veer Mahan? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was. I like the fact that, that Jay Lethal has a heel stable with Sanjay Dutt and this I big motherfucker. I do too. Whose name like almost looks like Satan. Yeah. I did like also in that um, Keith Lee and Swerve match. Yeah. Uh, Swerve did that moonsault off of Keith Lee's chest. I must have missed that. Oh, that was pretty gnarly. Yeah. Like on the apron. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Definitely did not see that. Rampage was pretty fun. The the Texas Death Match, they kind of overdo them. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like every time they go to Texas now, they're like, they have to have one. Right. Yeah. It wasn't that long ago that Hangman and uh, Lance Archer had a Texas Death Match. A couple months ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, People are a little upset with the the imagery of Adam Cole wearing a crown of thorns via I, the barbed wire, but yeah, on Easter weekend, whatever. <laughs> I don't mind it. I lo- I like shit like that. I like when people are ruffling feathers, dude. Sure. Um. Yeah, it was Good Friday. <laughs> it was Good Friday. It was Good Friday. Right. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club versus Gun Club. That was fine. That was good. Um, Ruby Soho defeated Robin Renegade to gain entry into the Owen Hart tournament. I don't understand why they keep, like, for me, I don't think that they have, how many people are in this tournament? I'm thinking, like, 16. But why do why do they have to have all these, like, play-in matches to get into it where they're, you know who's going to win every single one of these? Yeah, it's very obvious. It's very obvious. And it's I feel like you just put, you just fucking put Ruby Soho in the tournament. I don't know. Also, True. apparently, Robin Renegade has a twin sister who made an appearance. What? You didn't watch that? No. Fucking Robin Renegade goes under the ring and the, her sister comes out and <laughs> her name's like something similar, but whatever. Apparently they did like the twin magic Bella spot oh, kind of thing. That. And they don't even get the win with it. Like if you're going <laughs> to, if you're going to do that yeah, same for a win, it's say, it seems like a real missed opportunity. No shit. No, I missed the ending of that. Yeah. It was twin magic, dude. Mm-hmm. Well, at least you didn't miss the moonsault from Swerve Scott. I miss, I miss that. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> and then we weren't. We were uh, at the New Japan show, but AEW ran that Battle of the Belts show on Saturday. Did you go back and watch it? Yeah, I did. Solid. I thought that was good. That ROH Championship match between Dalton Castle and, and Gresham. John and Gresham was awesome. I love that. Fantastic. Um, Thunder Rosa, Nyla Rose. I don't know. A little bit clunky, but it was it was all fine. In all fine. Yeah. And then Sammy. What's up with Sammy? Sammy's got his belt back, man. He's a heel. He's, a heel. He's just making out with Ty Conti in a very like in your face way. Yeah. Like you can't at a certain point, like you want your baby face to be kind of sympathetic. Uh uh-uh, uh. He's all He's doing not. He's cocky. He's got king the hot the, chick. Yep. King of the PDAs. <laughs> what is that? It's a public display of affection. Oh yeah, that yes. <laughs> He's definitely that. Oh yeah. 
Like to the point of like he's the new Cody. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think I think I mean there was there was let's go Sammy Sammy sucks chance. Um but you know, they book him against heels like Scorpio Sky and Dan Lambert and that whole crew. There's no bigger really heel faction. Oh yeah. Like they're assholes. Yeah. Um the men of the year are dicks. But oh, Ethan Page cut a fucking killer promo after that match. Mm-hmm. Ruined by fucking Paige Van Zant when they gave her the mic. Yeah. yeah. Yikes. She's got some work to do. She does. <laughs> um <laughs> she should cover that shit up. Like she's an MMA girl coming into the pro wrestling business. Yeah, That's Dan, obviously not her strong suit. Let Dan talk. That she should <laughs> shut her mouth and kick ass. Right. At least for a while until you kind of get the ropes. Yeah, I agree. Um, but no, I I dug it. I like I like that we got a little Bonus show, if you will, or whatever. Uh, yeah. With that battle of the belts. I thought I was fucked because, like, I'm, my Dynamite's set to record. My Rampage is set to record. Mm-hmm. I go to the DVR thing, and it's like, there's no battle of the belts. Right. So then I had to, like, look it up on the Hulu Live or Hulu or whatever. You can watch the replay? Well, at first, I only saw the last battle of the belts. Oh, shit. But then I went to, like, episodes or whatever, and there Oh, was. there we go. <laughs> they always make it too fucking difficult to navigate. Yep. Ay, ay, ay. It was fun, though. Um, did you see there's more name changes in the WWE? I don't think so. What did I miss? Um, so they trademarked four new names, and they already have the the characters, if you will, that will be playing them. Um, Casey Cantanzaro, who was like the Ninja Warrior Chicken NXT, she tagged with... Um, What's the gal's name that had like the crazy eyes and the long, colorful hair? Um, you'd know her if you saw her. Okay. Um, but anyways, I guess she is going to be going as Katana Chance. Hmm. <laughs> Which that's going to get switched to Katana That'll real just fucking be quick. Katana. Yeah. Um, Kaylee Ray, NXT Women's yeah. UK Champion, has been Kaylee Ray forever. Um, apparently, she's going to go by the name of Alba Fire. Oh boy! <laughs> I love that you haven't heard these, and I get to no. drop this bomb. Gosh! Um, one of the Legado del Fantasmo guys, Raúl Mendoza. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that fucking yeah, name. I know that name. I believe he was DJ Z on the Indies. Oh, yep. Um, that's DJ Z. No, I shit. think so. Really? Um, it's either him or the other guy, okay. Joaquin Wild or whatever. One of them is. Um, and this Raul Mendoza has like an action figure on the shelves currently. Right now. <laughs> They've changed his name to Cruz del Toro. Oh, Jesus. And former Ring of Honor women's champion Roxy mm-hmm. is going to be Roxanne Perez. Mm-hmm. Rox P. Also, <laughs> um, I wanted to run this by you. Do you remember um, when Xia was uh, coming out as like the ass kicker with. Uh, I think I think uh, I think you know where I'm going with I this. I think I do. The the, the May Yang lady is. Do you know who that is now? It's the pajama chick. Right? Yes, it's the pajama <laughs> chick, Wendy Chu. Yeah, I saw that and was like, "What?" I didn't believe it at first. It's, they did a good job of makeup. That is fucking crazy to me. Um, I was bummed that character's gone. I like that character. Yeah, she's yeah. Now it's the uh, the bubbly Wendy Chu wrestles in pajamas. Yep, and a onesie. Did you see Kushida? Is gone. Gone. Apparently, uh, multiple sites are reporting that he's on his way back to New Japan Pro Wrestling. Which good for him. I don't know. It didn't work out. It could have worked out. There's no reason why it didn't work out. Yeah. Oh gosh. There's. A lot of Fucking opportunity there. Uh, when's that DC New Japan show? Not to like May or something? A couple weeks. Mm. Not not too far off. Doesn't say, hey, Why man. are we going to go? No, I was going to say Kushida, oh, he shows he up. just stick around. Well, the NXT Fly contract's back what, 30 days? So <laughs> yeah. we don't know when he actually left. I haven't well, I haven't seen NXT 2.0 in a long time. I was going to yeah, say, I, haven't, I don't know the last time I saw Kushida, but... I haven't heard the For name all in we a know, long Maybe time. he left three weeks ago. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Um, did you see GCW announced they're going to have the Deathmatch Hall of Fame? Oh, yeah. I did see that. So they did the Independent Wrestling Hall of Fame um, Hammerstein weekend, whenever that was. And now the Tournament of Survival weekend that'll be coming up this summer. They're going to do the Deathmatch Hall of Fame. So I kind of like that. 
Um, I've seen they just announced a couple of the entrants for that uh, tournament of survival. Number oh. one and number two. Alex Colon's got to defend. So, do they announce him? Mm-mm. Those two other names, I I wasn't familiar with. I wish I wish I knew what was going on with uh, fucking Silver Teeth Satan, my guy. What's his name? Atticus. Atticus Coger. Yeah, what's going on with him? Apparently, he's in some new company called Circle Six or something like that. Um, he has beef with Lauderdale, right? I don't know. I have it's beef with Lauderdale. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody has beef with Lauderdale. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, you don't know any of those names? We'll get them next week. Yeah. Um, last thing I have, last but not least, if you are in the southern Wisconsin area this Saturday or northern Illinois or take a trip, I don't care, be sure to, to uh, check out JWA Superstars and Collectibles 5. We're going to be at the Rock County Fairgrounds again this Saturday afternoon, April the 23rd. Um, we'll definitely be in the house. Oh, yeah. I don't know what we're doing yet. Commentary, probably. Back at the Craig um, Center? Back at the Craig Center, I believe, right. for this one. I do have to work Saturday, so I'm probably not setting up a table. Uh, I'll probably show up and be ready to, to do whatever I got to do. But other than that, I got nothing for you. We'll be back to talk next week about that. Anything else from you, Adam? No, you wankers. Survey says <laughs> another one for the good guys. Yeah. Bigger than Jesus, bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than Jesus, bigger than wrestling, bigger than the Beatles, and bigger than breast implants. Bigger than guns, bigger than cigarettes.